Previously on Those Were the Days. I mean, it's not okay. quite the Cosby Show band. Wait, I'm sorry. Was it? Was that sarcasm? This setup is the introvert nightmare. I think I'm just gonna go get some popcorn. Because most of the core cast at that point had died. Is it Wonka Vision? Maybe it is. Apparently, steaks with butter and cigarettes is a bad diet. That's how it's that like, works. Uh, it. It's like international waters. It's fine. Elroy meets Orbity. That's Frank Welker. I will bet a paycheck on that. Do you um, want to chaperone a trip with a bunch of little kids to an asteroid? Those Were the Days is filmed before a live internet audience. Hello and welcome all you internet people to Those Were the Days, the show where we talk about old TV through a modern lens with nostalgic eyes. Tonight, we welcome you into the secret laboratory of the Those Were the Days Orbiting HQ. And tonight, I am joined to talk about a wonderful show uh, with everyone's favorite super-powered monkey, Travis. Hey, yeah, Wise Guy Lab Supplies, Jimmy speaking. Hey, Dex, my best customer. How you doing this week, kid? Yeah, yeah, no, you need a place to order? Yeah, sure, fire away. Okay, uh, let's see, we got one case of Pyrex beakers, uh, two cases of Petri dishes, got it, yep, yep, two 12-packs of root beer, ooh, busy week, uh, an electron microscope, a positron collider, yeah, I think I got another one of those later on, and sister repellent, yeah, just a second, hey, yo, Vinny, yeah, grab one of them cans, just put the <laughs> label on it, yeah, yeah, nope, yep, I got, I got exactly what, yep, special formula just for you, my number one customer. All right, look, I'll put all this on your account. I'll get Joey and Vinny over there tomorrow morning. All right, kid, have a good one. Say hi to your mom for me. <laughs> look, Travis. Travis' supply store is just the best. All right. And also, the best sister anyone could ask for, as long as she's not wrecking all your science, Amy. As someone in their 40s with a lot of dental issues, my favorite dinner is also applesauce and medicine. <laughs> And of course, the man with the answers before you even ask the questions, Audie. Hey pal, welcome to your new school. I'm your new student buddy, so I'll show you around. There's the lockers, the gym's that way, the lunchroom's down there, and here's our first class. Now be prepared to never answer a single question. Well, it's because we've got this super smart kid named Dexter who knows all the answers all the time. The teachers always call on him or he just answers. And they all love him for it. I don't get it. Why not figure out how much he knows and just flip and promote him to whatever grade he should be at? Why do we have to suffer just because he's a genius? He just ruins the curve. Oh, look, another new kid. What did he say his name was? Mandark? Weird name. Wait, what? Oh my gosh, another super nerd? Well, there goes the curve entirely. (laughs) That's amazing. Oh, that's right. Well, if you listen to those intros, then you might have an inkling that we're talking about Dexter's Laboratory, a uh, show that aired back in the late, mid-90s of, uh, of on Cartoon Network there. Uh, first premiered in 1995 as a What a Cartoon pilot. I gotta say, as I was researching this show, it had been a long time since I thought about What a Cartoon. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, that's like... 
There was a weird time back on Cartoon Network where there was the What a Cartoons and there was Toonami and stuff like all that. Mm-hmm. Just barely remember it, but it's it's in there somewhere, rattling around in the old marble cage that is my brain. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it premiered on 90, 1995 as a pilot uh, episode for Cartoon Network's What a Cartoon. Uh, but then it became official on April 27th, 1996 as Dexter's Laboratory on TNT, which then quickly went to Cartoon Network and TBS because it's Ted Turner's stuff. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. it's he's all in there with the cable. Ted Turner knew what was up. Uh, every time I think about TBS, quick side note, <laughs> I've been I've been to see George Lowe uh, of Space Ghost Coast to Coast fame speak many times, talk to him about stuff. He had an announcer that he always loved how he pronounced TBS. He would say, tonight on TBS. <laughs> like, Tibby, TBS. <laughs> so every time I think about TBS, I can't say it in my head like, TBS. Tonight on TBS. It's like WNBC. Yes. Yes. There's always that, that guy's got to put his own spin on it. Uh, but Dexter's Laboratory is a show about a kid... Somewhere between six and eight, according to the creators, they were hesitant to put an actual age on it. Uh, and his older sister, younger kid, genius, super genius, knows all the things, has a secret laboratory in his house, and has an older sister that also knows where that secret lab is, and tends to wreck everything <laughs> that Dexter ever tries to do. Um, that's the general premise, and I mean, honestly, that's a never-ending show generation machine right Uh there. I mean, you can go forever on Dexter's Laboratory. So I'm going to start, as we do, by going through what y'all know about Dexter. Was that hitting at a time when you were watching stuff on Cartoon Network, that kind of thing? Amy, let's go with you first. I definitely remember Dexter's Lab like that, but I, I was thinking about it as I was watching the episode for today, and I don't know that I've ever, like, sat down and watched Dexter's Lab. I think it just always happened in the vicinity <laughs> of me. So I, I I don't have like a super strong connection to it, but I definitely am aware. Sure. That's about it though. Yeah. How about you, Audie? I'm definitely with Amy that I knew about Dexter's Lab, you know, had seen enough of it to recognize it. Like this didn't feel like I was watching something for the first time, um, but it was definitely something I wasn't necessarily watching regularly. Right, right. Uh, and Travis, how about you? I love Dexter's Lab and all the cartoon cartoons. <laughs> the What a Cartoon stuff hit, and I just I dug all of it. Like I remember the What a Cartoon show and, and the original Johnny Bravo, Dexter's Lab. There was one that is burned into my memory, and it was it was like I want to say it was a cat and a shark and they were they were like wannabe police detectives but there was the whatever the cartoon was they were dealing with the mad bomber and there was just a running gag at the end of it where this guy was lighting off all these random bombs and they just did crazy stuff like they had a clown bomb and it goes off and then the two of them are dressed like clowns and they had the blues bomb and it went off and they look like the blues brothers and like i remember that one distinctly but dexter's lab was a big one I remember when the show started and I loved the segments Dial M for Monkey. Um, mm-hmm. One of my favorite uh, Dexter's Lab segments ever is the Dial M for Monkey with Rastlor, voiced by Randy the Macho <laughs> Man Savage, because it's just so good. And it was a spoof of uh, 
uh, a spoof or inspired by a Marvel comic from the 80s where an intergalactic champion fighter came to Earth and challenged all of the the like heavy hitters challenged Thor and the Hulk, but he, he ended up sparing the planet because the thing would never give up. He just kept getting back up. <laughs> and so they, they did that, but with Monkey and Rasslor, and it was so good. So, yeah, I, oh, I really I enjoyed the hell out of Dexter's Lab, and this was fun to go back and watch some of these. Yeah, that's great. I, I have to stop you from talking too much about <laughs> Macho Man because I will I will explode. Yes. Like I can't handle it. Uh it's anything with Macho Man and it just makes me so happy. Uh and it's it's weird. Like when I we were talking about y'all said Hanna Barbera cartoons, brain immediately goes to Yogi Bear, uh-huh. the Flintstones, uh-huh. the Jetsons, you know, all that stuff. And then then what I can't remember we were having a conversation post show or something and Cartoon Network came up and it was like, Oh, that was Hanna Barbera. Yep. Like Hanna Barbera with Cartoon Network had a whole resurgence oh, yeah. of mm-hmm. new yep. stuff. Like, I mean, you had your top cats and you know, dead all the, the wacky cat all the all the things that Hanna Barbera came up with. But then Cartoon Network they kind of it wasn't Hanna Barbera cartoons anymore. Like right out of the, you didn't really just see it. You know, it wasn't yeah. the, the style changed. It was a little bit more crazy, but the DNA is definitely oh, yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Um, the DNA is all there. that Cartoon Network. What stuff. you really saw with the Cartoon Network stuff was the individual animators getting a little bit more of a voice yeah. in it. It mm-hmm. didn't all look like Hanna Barbera, but it also kind of looked like Hanna Barbera. And yeah. they would they would have references to old Hanna Barbera shows and bits and characters mm-hmm. in their new stuff because they were allowed to use that, and that's where I mean Craig McCracken doing Powerpuff Girls and part of yeah. Dexter's Lab, Jenny Tartakovsky doing Dexter's mm-hmm. Lab, and they like they all worked together, and they all went on to do some amazing stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it all had that DNA of Hanna Barbera in it, and I love that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, it feels like a, a free, do-whatever-you-want-try-some-stuff kind of world that Hanna-Barbera had done on 13 episodes at a time, you right. know, throughout mm-hmm. the 60s and 70s and 80s. And then we get to this moment when cable TV, like, we can do a whole channel of cartoons, y'all. Like, we can make a whole channel out of nothing but cartoons, and kids will watch it. We'll sell Cap'n Crunch. It'll be great. We'll make a fortune. It's, it'll be fun, and and it, they really just kind of took the. You're right, Travis. And is it is it Jindy Tartakovsky or Gindy Tartakovsky? Now you've said it, Jindy, and now I'm confused. I, I want to make sure I say his name. Probably right. heard it both ways, and I'm sure whatever way okay. I pronounce it is wrong. But um, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've always said Gindy because it was Russian in origin, right? Yeah, Sorry, I think Gindy. that's the more correct way. Okay, all right. Just going. We'll go with the hard G. Yeah. For tonight, but y'all tell me, gif, jif, you know, <laughs> write it in. We, we know you get angry about these things, so just let me have it. Uh, but yeah, so Gindy Tartakovsky is the one who developed Dexter while he was still at CalArts. So there's a handful of people that came from CalArts to Cartoon Network, uh, which is an art school out in California. Whoa, that's how that comes <laughs> together. Yeah. Um, they they all came, like they brought a bunch of people from there into Cartoon Network to do stuff, and it kind of reminded me of the Pixar A113 classroom mm-hmm. that a bunch mm-hmm. of the Pixar artists and cartoonists came from. It's almost like if you just are in the right place at the right time with the right talented people, you could potentially also be a famous director or storyteller. 
Because you look at these places like, oh, Second City, Chicago in the 70s. Hey, welcome to SNL. You're just in the right place with the right people making you better, uh, it seems, is what the the gist is. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, we're waiting for our call. I'm just saying. I'm in Mm -hmm. the room with three other (laughs) amazing people. Let's go. Um, But, yeah, so that's kind of how this whole crew of folks that came over to Cartoon Network and did the Powerpuff Girls and everything, they're all friends. Yeah. and Gindy Tartakovsky at CalArts developed Dexter second. Who'd he come up with first? Dee Dee. Uh, he just drew, had this idea for a long, uh, a, a tall, like lanky ballerina girl, which would become Dee Dee. And then it was just like, oh, well, she needs an opposite. So mm-hmm. what's, what's the opposite of this? A really short uh, little boy with, who's like short squat and doesn't look like he could do a, a pirouette for nothing, uh, which is what we got out of Dexter. Uh, in the show, she was. It was originally going to be called Dartmouth and Daisy, uh, but he decided that that didn't really roll off the tongue very well. Yeah, uh, and that was when they were developing the pilot. Like early on, they were they were trying to come up with names for it. Um, McGinney's quoted as saying, "Dee Dee came first, and she was really the star of the show to me. She was so much fun." And then later on, I started on Dexter, and he took over. So <laughs> it kind of, I mean, a story about Dee Dee would probably be fun. But a story about Dee Dee wrecking Dexter's ambitions is, like, even better. <laughs> yeah. You know, we just, let's just do that. That sounds like a great time. Uh, so this show, I mean, it was, it, was, it was really popular for the time it was out, but it did have a little bit of that Hanna-Barbera curse of only living so long. It only made it two seasons initially uh, with 39 episodes, which, I mean, that's in Hanna-Barbera terms. Yeah, that's, that's actually like, pretty good, yeah. Yeah, it's like what a, mil- a millennia of Dexter shows, <laughs> pretty much. Can of Barbaric Time, yeah, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty great. Uh, so made it thirty nine shows, and then Guinea had to stop. He said he was exhausted. He said making Dexter's like having ten children at once or something like that, like is is intense. Uh, so that stopped for a little while. Then he came back in ninety nine to do Dexter's Laboratory Ego Trip, a made for TV movie. Got more interested in it, and it was revived. Uh, in 2001, but Gindy didn't come back to it because he was already going into Samurai Jack, yeah. uh, which great choice. Samurai Jack's unbelievable. Like mm-hmm. you should do that if you're going to do anything. That sounds great. Uh, and Chris Savino took over as a creative director and then ran it for the following two seasons until they just it just ran out of steam. And you you know you've got your uh, the the actress who played Dexter, Christine Cavanaugh. She wanted to retire from voice acting for personal reasons. Uh, so they were like, well, there goes Dexter. And then they bounced around. They had two actresses play Dee Dee, uh, in alternating seasons, which is kind of weird. Like you would think they'd have one for one and two and then one for three and four, but it didn't work that way. They had, um, Kat Cressida, I think did season one and season three Hmm. and Allison Moore did season two and season four, which is kind of, which is kind of wild. I never knew there were Um, two. Honestly. Yeah, there were two. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty good for sound alikes. Yeah. Um, and they had, there's probably some other voice actors you rec- you would recognize playing bit parts here and there. Uh, Rob Paulson, of course, was in there. Yep. Travis's favorite person, Dee Bradley Baker, was in there. Um, um, Maurice LaMarche was in the episode we watched. He was the voice of Simeon. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The voice of Simeon. Maurice so LaMarche. Yeah. His voice is very good. Uh, Kath Susie, who I'm a big fan of because she was in several Tim Schafer adventure games mm-hmm. uh, playing characters, which I was like, hey, I know that voice. <laughs> um, so that was pretty great. Uh, and then Eddie Deason 
playing Mandark, I was like, where I've heard this voice a million times, but where from? Oh, any nerd in any movie. Yeah. Yeah. Literally all of them. Ever. Mm-hmm. Yep. Is, is Eddie Decent. He's, he's also, playing that guy. Also, um, love the gag of Mandark saying his name and like lightning and flashes <laughs> of imagery and then the teacher being like, what was that? And then just going back to whatever they're doing. It's very, very good. It's very good. Uh, there was also yeah, some Frank which... Welker, by the way. Oh, I mean, was Frank Welker in this like too? Monkey. Given... Oh, he was a monkey. Mm-hmm. Again, there animal, animal sounds in the cartoon? Frank Welker. Get him on there. Yeah, he's good, man. Um, so we can start walking through this particular episode and things we enjoyed about it. I'm on. So I, I asked you guys what your relationship to Dexter was, and you might you might think, oh, dear audience, you might be wondering, what, Stephen, what is your connection? <laughs> I don't have one, like none at all. Like I just I just picked the show. I'm like, yeah, that sounds cool. That's more recent. I love the art style. I love Gindy Tartakovsky's art style. Mm-hmm. We talked about that a little bit already. So I'm like, I've never really watched Dexter. I was aware of it. Like, friends in the next room might be watching it while I'm doing something else. That's kind of how me and Dexter worked. And even Johnny Bravo. I remember being like, I really want to watch this stuff, but I never knew when it came on. Yeah. This is going to blow your mind, internet dwellers. But at one point, you couldn't watch a thing (laughs) if it didn't. If you weren't sitting down in front of the TV when it was on. So I didn't know I was very bad with scheduling television. I didn't know when stuff came on. I just turned my TV on and then whatever was there. Mm-hmm. I literally you know, had this exact, Dexter. I had this exact conversation with a nine year old yesterday. And he looked at me <laughs> like I had lobsters crawling out of my ears. He had no idea what I was talking about at all. Yeah. <laughs> Back then, we wanted to get on on the internet. It yelled at you for the first thirty seconds to warn you of the mistake you were making. <laughs> <laughs> now you just get you're on just there and you pretend there. to have fun. Yeah, you, just you just never you leave. live here now. On the next level, I definitely remember watching some of this stuff on Cartoon Network at SCAD when we were, you know, working on our projects and just have it in the background. Yeah. And it's just like you oh, know, yeah. you hear some weird line. You're like, wait, what did they say? <laughs> yeah yeah you're like wait yeah. what, what joke did they get away with here mm-hmm. yeah that's good stuff we saw dexter's um, butt and i was yeah, like we did. yeah multiple times what we... we saw happy butt <laughs> and sad butt now yeah mm-hmm. yeah we uh we saw we saw the whole that was actually my first note in the this episode <laughs> Dexter butt was not what I expected at the start of the show. <laughs> <laughs> now, and this Here was this was one of the pre like picked up as a series um, segments was uh, Dexter going mm-hmm. to school. Yeah. So it was one of the yeah, pilot ones was... that was part of like what a cartoon. I think it was the one that wasn't aired as part of what a cartoon, but it was made for that, and then yeah. they just packaged it up, put it in the series. Yeah. Yeah, it was meant to be the first episode of the season because it introduces you to Mandark, for one, his arch nemesis. You get your dial in for monkeys mm-hmm. and stuff going on. Which I on, definitely and you got... did not remember that at all. Like, no. That, that, no. I was like, what is happening I don't remember right now? it. What is happening right now? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember it because I never watched it, but the characters were everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember yeah. M for Monkey being everywhere. It's kind of like Power Powerpuff Girls stuff. You know, you yeah. saw it everywhere, but you never watched the show, but I'm familiar with Mojo Jojo. Yep. yep. You know? Like, Mojo Jojo. It's, it, permeates, it permeates society. Yeah. These cartoons at mm-hmm. that time just was 
everywhere. Yeah. I had um, the weirdest. But that does when, bring us to the. Oh, I was gonna say I had the weirdest thing ahead, hit me when Mandark started talking, because mm-hmm. he reminded me of a camper I had at camp. Who and I don't want to. <laughs> I'm not trying to disparage homeschooling at all, but this particular camper was the representative of the stereotypical homeschooling and talked just like Mandark. <laughs> like, I remember being at camp out. We're at camp out, and we're roasting hot dogs. And he comes over to the table. Me and my buddy from St. Louis are there doing manning the buns and everything. And the kid comes over and goes, so what should I do with my hot dog when it's been heated to the proper, proper uh, temperature? And I look at my buddy. I'm like, I can't do this. It's been a week. I can't do it. And he looks at the kid. He's like, dude, you just put it in a freaking bun and eat it. Oh, no. Oh, man. It's just, yeah, I've I've been very conscious of, of children now that I have one and mm-hmm. what they're capable of and just trying to ensure just please don't be the kid that shows up at camp and doesn't understand marshmallows. Like, mm. you just got to get beyond that. I feel it sings like, you um, out there. I feel like this level of cartoon, like this this age of cartoons, was when they realized because this was when like we we of the eighties, right? We're we're teenagers now, mm-hmm. and they've realized that they can sell us more than action figures and breakfast cereal. They can put this stuff on everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. What they have that? they have figured out that there is a market for cartoons with jokes for people that are in their teens. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that and this is one a, a roommate I had uh, when I first left my parents' house, my first ever roommate. This was his jam, like the whole Cartoon Network, uh, Invader Zim was like his favorite thing. Oh yeah, I had stopped watching cartoons years before, not because it wasn't like I thought anything was wrong with it. It just wasn't my jam anymore. Yeah. I'd, I'd moved. I'd, I was watching like Quentin Tarantino and Kevin Smith flicks and stuff, and I just wasn't watching cartoons that much. And so I was like, "What is this? I don't understand." Going to say, "I'm what sorry, car- I was not I there to the steer you stuff? to the correct cartoons you should have been watching at the time, Steve." <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. I yeah. need some help with with well, knowing what cartoons to watch. Because I was doing both, right? I was watching Tarantino movies mm-hmm. and I was watching these cartoons because. Like, we're of that perfect age where we were there when, like, Ren and Stimpy started. And it was like yes. a cartoon that ran on a kid's network that had no business being on a kid's network. Yeah. And everything yeah. that they got away with. And then that dovetailed into things like Invader Zim. And then over on Cartoon Network, mm-hmm. you had all these what a cartoons. I found the title of the one I was talking about, by the way. It was Fish and Chip. And Fish <laughs> spelled P-F-I-S-H. Yeah. And, Chip, oh, that's and they were a shark and a cat. Amazing, but like you had, I mean, it was it was Johnny Bravo, it was Dexter's Lab, it was uh, Cow and Chicken were part Uh of the What a Cartoon. Uh Um, Courage the Cowardly Dog came out of What a Cartoon. Like I am Weasel, I am Weasel. Yeah, that was another good one. Mm -hmm. Um, So many things that came out of What a Cartoon, and just to have like that idea is so brilliant to just put all this stuff in there and see what sticks. Mm-hmm. And then it spins out into a show. Like I remember going to the theater to watch the Powerpuff Girls movie when it came out in oh, two thousand one. Yeah. yeah, I had a Blossom sticker on my guitar uh, for a long time because it was nothing cooler. And my buddy who played bass in the band had a had a uh, Buttercup sticker on his. 
Amazing. So we just had Powerpuff Girls nice. stickers all over our guitars going to play our punk rock shows. Because there was nothing more punk rock than the Powerpuff Girls at the yeah, time. That's true. People might not realize that. But well, and cartoons were busting out everywhere. You've got Cartoon Network, but you also had stuff like MTV starting to get into animation and stuff. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah, the liquid television yeah. and all that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That Clone High. I really liked that Ooh, show. Back you know that's out back. again. I just haven't caught up. Yeah, yeah, it's back. I just I haven't caught it. I want to. I want to watch it because I remember really digging that show back in the day. Um, but we could talk about the ecosystem, the environment <laughs> around this cartoon all we want, or we could talk about the cartoon and what we watched and Let's whether go. we had a good time. Uh, Dexter's Rival was the first part of this episode. There's three segments. There's like your segment with Dexter, your micro segment, and then your next segment with Dexter. That was the kind of the theme back then. You tended to have short cartoons yeah. like broke down into three. That, that was not unusual uh, at the time. But this is the one where you meet Mandark for the first time. Where Dexter is pumped to go to school. He's in the shower without the curtain pulled. <laughs> Uh, with his butt hanging out for everybody to see, and you're like, I don't know if I should watch this. And uh, that's that's the part where everybody who's like sheltered's mom went over and like, I don't think so. I don't. Um, yeah. But we've it's gone too, too far. <laughs> yeah, we've just, what are they doing to kids these days? Uh, Dexter goes to school. He's pumped because he's the kid that answers all the questions. He knows all the answers. Uh, and I'm convinced the teachers don't actually like that kid, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I I know I don't like that kid. Once a kid answers three in a row, you're like, okay, stop. Like, mm-hmm. just quit. <laughs> yeah. Tried too hard. Um, but Dexter gets there ready to answer questions. And lo and behold, somebody answers it before it's even asked. What was that? And you immediately see Dex- Dexter gets crushed. I felt real bad for him. Yeah. You know, he's he was having, ready to have a great year again. And this has been stolen from him by Mandark. Uh, voiced by Eddie Deason, who just think of the nerd voice from any movie. Yeah, that's, yeah that's any him. of them. That's him. You got mm-hmm. him. Uh, and it, it's he's purpose built for that. Like I don't, I don't really know what else he could do as a person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's sort of sort of been engineered for it. Yeah, yeah, he's built that way. Uh, but he's he's obnoxious. He's a know it all. Uh, he has Dexter just pinned. He's like, I'm going to crush your soul because I'm way smarter than you. And you know it, and I'm a psychic. I know what you're thinking, all this stuff. Uh, so Dexter gets all sad, and he gets all shut down. Uh, he's defeated. He walks to school in the rain. The next day is just a total bummer. Wait, so and he has a breakdown when... at his locker and apologizes to his poster of Albert Einstein. Yes. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I have oh. let you down. <laughs> I was like, oh, little guy. <laughs> yeah, you just want to hug him. <laughs> uh, so he's he ends up going to school the next day, and he's all ready for his bummer of a day. When Mandark approaches and tells him, like, hey, it's time for you to shut down your lab, turn everything off, forget you. Uh, you know, I'm going to win. So what are you even trying for? Dexter does it. Dexter shuts down his lab uh, for Mandark because Mandark threatened him. It's like, you, you, what do you even waste your time with? Mandark, by the way, who has a Death Star in yeah. his yard. Yeah. Like, that was, <laughs> that was wild. All right. Um, but see, Mandark does have a weakness. Mandark's weakness is Dexter's... Beautiful blonde sister, Dee Dee, <laughs> who he sees bouncing down the hallway, uh, happy as she can be, ignoring him, you know, goes right yeah. past him because, you know, why? 
Like, <laughs> why would you bother? Uh, and at that point, he decides, you know, hey, Dexter, uh, I want to date with your sister or something. I can't remember all the specifics because I got too excited. I started watching the cartoon instead of taking notes. And that's where it ruined. That's where I knew I was in. I was like, all right, I'm good. Let's go. Let's learn more. So Dexter's all like, I don't know about all this. And then he has, and he realizes, oh, snap, uh, Dee Dee is the answer to my problems because she ruins everything I ever try to do. This yeah. was and my if she goes over favorite to his part, lab. My favorite uh-huh. part of this segment when Dexter's telling him about Dee Dee and then he has the five different Dexter angels around him and he's like, oh no, now he's going to be with Dee Dee and he's going to want Dee Dee there. And if Dee Dee's there and then they all realize it, like, mm-hmm. yes, mm-hmm. yes, so good. let's give him Dee Dee. So good. <laughs> let's make this happen so also by the way did anybody else hear the fairy fountain tune from zelda play like randomly in that was that just me no i, I captured I, it i think i did hear that you heard the fairy fountain i yeah. totally heard the fairy mm-hmm. fountain like the first like eight notes like something like that i was like what the fairy fountain holy cow um but yeah so Dee goes over to uh to mandark's house and just he he wants to dance, right? He's gonna pick her up with the with the dancing, and he's got like the Mexican hat with mm-hmm. the doodles hanging off mm-hmm. the brim, and they start dancing. Dee Dee loves to dance, but when Dee Dee dances, this is not just you're not just dancing in one place. No, she's nope. all over the place. She's throwing him around, kicking things, breaking levers, pushing buttons. It's just and it blows up everything. And Dexter celebrates in a way that I think I want to celebrate things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a root beer in a martini glass. Yep. You can't yep. beat that. I'm so in. No, it's fantastic. It's so that's good. That's how you celebrate, yeah. I was like, that's a martini glass with root beer. That's what I'm talking about. And he, it, that's, that's what does him in. That's the end of that particular segment, right? Did I miss anything? Nope. No. Nah, that was it. Okay. That was it. I mean, it's, it's they go by quick, but they're fun to watch. And mm-hmm. then we go straight into Dial M for Monkey, Simeon, uh, which <laughs> I wasn't, I didn't really realize this was a recurring uh, segment until we decided to do this show for you know this 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 episode. It's like, yep. oh wow, well, all right, I'll take it. Um, so Monkey is a super powered monkey. Did Dexter create it, or Dexter did not create it? Dexter, Does anybody know that backstory? The, the, the backstory is like the beginning of Dial M for Monkey, where Dexter experimented on him and nothing worked, and he's just a monkey. Mm-hmm. But yeah. he puts on the super suit, and he's monkey. <laughs> and he gets called from space by Agent Honeydew. Yes. Yeah, okay. And then he flies off to space. He rescues Agent Honeydew. And then he's got to get a new threat has appeared. And Monkey goes to see this new threat, and it's it's this Simeon, who is this giant ape with a smoking jacket, uh, <laughs> who's telling him all about like his terrible life, and also feeds him a really nice seafood dinner. Yeah. Did anybody notice there's like scallops and shrimp and lobster? Voiced, voiced by Maurice LaMarche, doing a combination of like Charlton Heston. A little bit mm-hmm. in there, and there was like some uh, some um, oh, what's another voice that he does? He started off with a very similar voice to what he did for Brain, and then yeah. like yes. mixed it with some Charlton Heston, and as a as the monkey as an ape, and yeah. so it was perfect. 
this threw me off because there's a there's a uh, new cartoon on Netflix uh, called Kipo and the Age of the Wonder Beasts that has a uh, a primate that was experimented on by humans and now wants to take vengeance on them. And I, I was like, wait a minute, what is happening right now? I've heard this story before. Tur- turns Dang. out that story trope is uh, is fertile yeah, land. Yeah. Yeah, there's plenty of monkeys wanting revenge on humans. Yeah. Uh, but it's just the outfit just... and everything was just... <laughs> it was a lot. It was so good. So he goes into this Shakespearean diatribe of like what has happened to him. It's really well done. It's very good. He got hit the by the, the gamma rays. The staring out the window. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just mm-hmm. so good. Yeah. The, uh, so he got... The simian was hit by gamma rays, which as we all know gives you wild powers mm. in every yep, universe ever concocted like it never it won't give you like horrible cancers it gives you it gives you superpowers camera radiation let me tell you uh so he got uh, the ability to create matter from nothing like he basically became a god monkey uh and he wants the monkey monkey dial in for monkey 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 mm-hmm. man what's our monkey, he's, <laughs> what's just monkey. Just, he's just called just monkey. monkey okay Okay, he wants Monkey to join him in this fight against the hairless apes for what they've done, mm-hmm. which is us. Yes. Uh, if you weren't playing along at home or weren't <laughs> keeping up. Uh, Star Wars references abound. Join me oh, and so we can good. rule the galaxy together. Search your um, heart, you know it to be true. <laughs> you know they've been terrible to you. And then Monkey's thinking back and he's just imagining him and Agent Honeydew just having a heck of a time uh, enjoying themselves. Uh, Agent Honeydew treats him well, you know. They they go out on like boats and stuff. It's really great memories. Uh, so, and then Monkey does what anyone would do, you know, kill him with kindness. And he gives yeah. Simeon a banana, and Simeon's like, "Oh my goodness, I never imagined that such wonder would come in such a small package or something <laughs> like that." And he rips off his. Uh, his smoking jacket. Yeah, he does. It would, uh, yeah. So they, because he he blows up his space station, mm-hmm. and they land in the jungles on Earth. And he's like, "This is it. This is paradise." And he rips off most of his clothes. <laughs> it would have been less upsetting without <laughs> the underwear. <laughs> and I was like, "This." When I when I was in art school, uh, we learned the difference between naked and nude. Um, oh. and nude is, is when you're wearing nothing and you are as God made you and, and, and it's art naked is mm-hmm. like when you're wearing socks and so it was, like, <laughs> it was just, and that's profane. And so it was just, it was uncomfortable. I was like, I don't know what's happening. And, and then he does made like, me uncomfortable. <laughs> yes. Yes. The nipples wouldn't have bothered me were they not paired with the underpants. <laughs> Plus, he does like he tries to make the ape noises, but it's clearly like super intelligent being trying to sound like an ape before he swings off into the sunset. It's so good. It's a it's an amazing voice performance from Maurice Lamarche. I mean, he's the guy's really good. The guy's fantastic in everything, but he just went for it with this, and I love it. Yeah. He sold it like he was doing a monologue in acting class, like just really trying to just serious that's, and straight-faced as possible. So quick aside for me, because I love voice actors, but that's what makes some of these like career voice actors so good, is they're not just there to do the voice of a character. They are 
committed. They go full mm-hmm, board. Maurice mm-hmm. LaMarche, Phil Lamar, Rob Paulson, Billy West, all of them, Tom Kenny, uh, they just yeah. go for it. And they, they, they turn it into, like you said, Shakespearean. And they just go like, they dial it up to a 12 and go uh-huh. so over the top. And it's, it, it's what you need in something like this. Mm-hmm. And it's so perfect. Yeah. They match the tone of the cartoon mm-hmm. really well. What's required. Like Tom Kinney doing SpongeBob in this would not be the same. Wouldn't have the gravitas. Wouldn't be what you needed. But Tom Kinney and SpongeBob is exactly what you need. Right where you need it. It's yep. just, it, and it defines, the voice then defines the character. Yeah. Like some of these things you wonder, like they write it and then they have a couple pilot episodes, you know, they feel kind of wonky and you're like, yeah. not real sure. And then by the third or fourth episode, I swear that's because the voice actor has helped hone in yep. on oh, yeah. what a character yeah. is. So yeah. You write him differently. Absolutely. Yeah, that's what it feels like to me. Um, so moving right along, we get into this third section uh, with the, the, tune, the tuning fork. I forgot about the little tuning yeah, yeah, fork yeah, yeah. Into, into room. That was great. That was I good. have a tuning fork. It's great. You can bang mm-hmm. it on something. And then you listen to it, and when you can't hear the noise anymore, that's where it's it's gone to a frequency beyond your capacity to hear. Yeah. So it's really, really fun to do it with friends and be like, how long did you hear it for? I heard it for five seconds. I only heard it for three. Ah, you're going deaf. And then you just <laughs> laugh at each other. Anyway, side note. <laughs> uh, Old Man Dexter is our third and final cartoon, uh, which just, I'm not going to lie. I picked this episode because there was a short titled Old Man Dexter. <laughs> And I'm an old yeah. man, and I just wanted to see how this was going to work. <laughs> like, how are we going with the old man-isms? Uh, so oh, wow. Old Man Dexter is, uh, <laughs> is about... you got some fireworks over there, Amy. They really go with town. Yeah, that sounds like they're. It sounds like they're setting them off in a trash can in an alley behind your it house. It is literally outside of my window. <laughs> Great. Fantastic. Oh. My renter's By the way, this is, is a... Right up. Yeah. No problem. This is a... This is a 3rd of July episode, in case you were wondering why there were explosions outside of any I, I will edit out as many as I can, but there are some in here. It's fine. Don't bother. No, they can be patriotic and enjoy it with us. Uh, <laughs> so, Old Man Dexter, this is, one of my fav- this is my favorite episode because it is such a six- to eight-year-old thing to do. Like, mm-hmm. if you were a maniac... Six year old who couldn't stay up late to watch TV with your mm-hmm. with your parents and your sister. Like, what is it? Who grew up like this? Like, where your older sibling could do things you couldn't do. Mm-hmm. Like, I just figured once there was an older kid, you just did everything the older kid did. Your parents uh, wouldn't let you watch the TV. No, I was the older sibling. Oh well, say. yeah. I mean, I was too. I I don't remember I, my sister ever to having to go to bed when my sister had to go to bed. I remember that. Really? Yeah, period of time. Maybe we were mine only, did too. And I we were care. only a couple of years apart, but there was a short time where I was old enough to stay up a little bit later, and she wasn't quite yet. Mm-hmm. I'm sure if I were to ask my parents, they would be like, yeah, your sister went to bed. But we were also six years apart, so there's a good chance that my, she did. My know. sister was so stubborn, I don't think she would have gone for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, she never would have I always that. figured, like, Stephanie and I were like, if we had a second one, like, I don't know how it would stop it from getting a hold of the same stuff Sam does, you know, if yeah. if they wanted it. You know, Adi, you got three of them. How do you handle it? Well, two of them are the same age, so that helps in that. Oh, well, that And helps. the other one is just two years yeah. younger, so we, yeah, they just, they all have the same bedtime close and enough. stuff. Yeah, it's close enough. Yeah. 
that's not too far off. You can make that work. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, so this is what happens in, in Old Man Dexter's. Dexter is told he has to go to bed. It's 8 o'clock, and it's the late early movie, and the, and the parents get to sit up and watch the show with Dee Dee, and he's got to go to sleep. I would have been mad if I was missing Santa Claus versus the werewolf also. Yeah. (laughs) I would have been so mad. Been really Killer Leech is a go go. Let's go. Creature double featured. This is great. (laughs) I'm Mm. in. Let's do this. And then they're told to go to sleep. Come on now. So he just decides, well, when you're they say when you're old enough, you can do it when you're or you can do it when you're older. Yeah. So what does Dexter do? Well, what anyone does when they have a crazy laboratory in their in their house, in a secret lab. They go down there and they make themselves older. So Dexter goes down. He's like, I'll be 21. That's a good age sure to grow to. Yeah, your parents will never notice. Uh, it's <laughs> Not at all. Just Mm-mm. subtle enough. So he goes in his machine ready to turn into a 21-year-old that looks just, you know, he's fit. He's handsome. Shows him a little preview icon. You know, what are you going to look like? And then Dee Dee comes down. Dee Dee's just like, bloop. Just hit some buttons because that's what she does. That's what she does. Dexter walks out of there 121. Uh, <laughs> way, way too old. And it just tickled me to death that he had his little cane and his little arm would wobble <laughs> forward. <laughs> then he would catch up with his feet and his cane would wobble. The best he, was when he comes out the door to turn to the stairs. Yes. Not going down the stairs, but to turn, turn. the creaking <laughs> sound as he turns. Like, it's just so good. I love that time he's... time for lunch. Yeah. yeah. He starts down the stairs when it's lunchtime. When he gets to the bottom, it's dinner time. Yep. <laughs> it was so good. With the whole time Dee Dee calling so him Grandpa. I'm not Grandpa. <laughs> grandpa. I'm not Grandpa. He said that so many times, and it never was not funny. Like, it was funny every time, every time. he said it. And, and, and what made it work was when the mom calls him Grandpa, and he's like, yes? <laughs> and then immediately Dee Dee says, Grandpa, I'm not Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> they feed him. He's got the, they, they have these steak dinner or whatever they had yeah. prepared, they, and he gets so excited for it. And they said, and Grandpa, here's your usual dinner, applesauce and medicine. <laughs> yes. yes, applesauce and medicine. That's the best thing I've ever heard in my life. And he starts to eat the applesauce, but he's trembling so bad. He's just tossing food all over the place. So what do you do? His mom says, Dee Dee, Dee Dee, will you please help your grandpa eat his applesauce? And then he's like, I don't, he starts yelling about something. Then he quietly gets this happy face. It's just zoomed in on him. And it zooms out. And Dee Dee has stuck intravenous applesauce. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, it's very red and stimpy. Just like the chunkiest stuff going into his Mm -hmm. face. The the bit where he's, where he's throwing the applesauce around and the the trembling as he's trying to eat it. (laughs) My friend James used to do. He would eat soup like that. He wouldn't throw it everywhere, but he would just to mess with a friend of ours, a mutual friend of ours. He would eat soup like an old man, and he would tremble. He would so he would get a he would get a spoonful of soup and just tremble it all the way to his face. And my friend Joe could not could, could not handle it. He would he would laugh to the point of convulsions, and James just wouldn't stop. And he just he would eat an entire bowl of soup like that. And you know, we'd be at like the twenty four hour diner. at three o'clock in the morning and nobody else is there. <laughs> and that's all I could think of while I'm watching this trembling hand just flinging applesauce <laughs> in all directions. Oh, that's so good. I also that's love so how good. in this episode, it's our 
first time with mom and dad, and it so encapsulate, encapsulates mom and dad in this series. They don't question where Dexter has been. They don't question why okay. grandpa is here. It's yeah. just right. go not with the flow. Mm-hmm. She does not go. take off her dishwashing gloves. Nope, never. Which is no. gross. Like, that's gross. Yeah. Don't eat mm-hmm. popcorn. That's gross. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Yeah. You should take those off. Oh, yeah. So then he's, <laughs> he's eating dinner through his veins, and he goes to the couch because he is finally old enough to watch the movie, and, and everybody's like, this is This great. is where I realized what was about to happen, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I am in my 40s, and I understand what's about yeah. to happen, and I was oh, like, yeah. oh, no. <laughs> it's dark, and all we have is the light from the TV. I'm yep. going to fall asleep. Yep. Good night, everybody. <laughs> yeah, so he, he gets up on the couch with Dee Dee's help, because he's old, and he's like, pass the popcorn. And as they pass the popcorn down the couch, Dee Dee goes to hand it to him, and he's already asleep. <laughs> <laughs> grandpa can't stay up this late to watch she a movie. Can you put <laughs> no, Grandpa's dead. <laughs> grandpa's dead. Also, I really loved the joke of when she helps him up, and he's like, "Thank you, Dodo." Dot dot. No, thank you, Billy. I took a drink at the wrong time. Oh, but that was almost a disaster. Thank you, Thank you, Dodo. And it's so good because it's in Dexter's really weird Germanic, Russian, yeah. Eastern European funky accent that's mm-hmm. not real. Uh, it's just the best, the best thing. Um, so I don't know if you can tell, but by the looks of it, I think we all enjoyed Dexter's Laboratory. So good. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> we had a really good time. I'm I'm um, also just a big fan of like the silly, simple little you know eight minute cartoon that has mm-hmm. like no major plot. I mean, literally, the plot of Old Man Dexter is he wants to watch the late night movie, so he turns himself older and becomes geriatric. That's it. Yeah. That's all. You, and that's all you need <laughs> for that. Need. There's no resolution, yeah. nothing, and just do that and and go on. And I love stuff like that. Uh, it's perfect for just like sit down and watch a couple of them. Yeah, yeah. You're Which ending is, on the punchline. You're not resolving yeah. the, the the issue. You're yeah. Just, yeah, it doesn't matter. It'll be fine. It we're done. Matter. We told a joke. We told it's, an eight minute joke. It's the old Looney Tunes, over. you know. Yeah, it's the yeah. it's the pre movie animation short, and I am yeah. I, that's what I grew up on. So I love those, which is why I loved what a cartoon so much. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is really interesting yeah, when you said earlier that Gendy got burnt out on this. It's like. Okay, I can see why if he's doing a bunch of little seven, six-minute episodes all the time, knowing where he's he is now, you know he's a serial storyteller. He likes a long, drawn-out story. And you could, mm-hmm. like, if he got burnt out on this, it's like, oh, well, I get that now, because he wanted to do mm-hmm. more long, story-based right. kind of things. And these short little bits, I'm sure he had fun with, but I could see how it, how it mm-hmm. burnt him out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, there's only so many of those out. you can you're, do. Right. Like, yeah. You're like a factory. There's a really good episode of The Amazing World of Gumball that deals with the meta of the writer's room really, really, really well. <laughs> <laughs> Gumball is freaking out about being stuck in a room and having to make up a bunch of stories and with just two other people and nothing to go off of. And it's <laughs> like, wait, I know what you did. <laughs> See what you did. And some it's people really are made great. for that, and, but some people aren't. And like... Like I said, yeah. we see yeah. where Gendy has become. You know, he wants mm-hmm. to do the long form thing. Then you've got guys like uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone who've been doing South Park forever because that's their niche, and they right. love yeah, that yeah. 
particular thing. Like it, it's just interesting to see people's strengths and where they came from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Not, uh, the 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 South Park guys, Trey and Matt Stone, Trey, Trey Parker, Matt Stone. I don't know how they do. I like, but it's in topical, so they've got a little bit more to go off of. Yeah, and in a week, but I guess it, it, yeah, they're 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 slightly different, but still, you're right. Like anybody get burnt out doing the same thing long yeah. enough. I mean, shoot, that's why that's one of the things we do at work is we have burnout prevention stuff just to keep everybody <laughs> excited about making software all day. Because uh, if everything do it repeated enough, it kind of can get it can get stale. Uh, yes, but yeah, this is this was this was a fantastic show. I was not expecting to go down this road when we brought up Hanna Barbera, but here we are. I'm gonna go out on a limb just for the sake of time and say we'd all probably watch oh, this yeah. again. Yeah, given Definitely. the opportunity. Yeah, we all, we all I'm ready to go time. watch this. Some more Powerpuff Girls, Johnny Bravo. Just bring it all. There you go. Yeah, now we're talking. Now you're getting in there. I mean, it's it's weird because you can look at the the '60s, '70s Hanna Barbera and all those cartoons, then look at the '90s and just look at the same DNA through another thousand different storylines of cartoons. Mm-hmm. We brought up eight of them today, like Johnny Bravo's I Am Weasel, Cow and Chicken, Powerpuff, you know, the Dexter's yep. Lab, the whole, and then not to mention the Adult Swim stuff they did, mm-hmm. where they were just making fun of their old stuff yeah. with the Harvey Birdman and Sea Lab Twenty Twenty One and Space Coast Coast to Coast. Yeah, they Cartoon Network. I mean, I don't know how they are today because I don't have cable. I don't watch Cartoon yeah. Network, but I want to believe that the spirit lives on uh, is what they were doing then to what they're doing now. They got a little weird for me. At some point, when they started coming out with Metalocalypse and the Aqua Teen Hunger Force and stuff, I, I couldn't, I couldn't get down with it. Metalocalypse. The one thing, little, the one thing that Cartoon Network is doing now that I do like is that a lot of those shows that just kind of ended are getting movies mm-hmm. to sort of yes. tie things up. Venture Brothers is getting a movie. Metalocalypse is getting a movie. Metalocalypse is currently on tour with Baby Metal, and if like I had any desire to actually go to a metal show, this sounds like the most amazing thing in the world. <laughs> that would but be I'm... fantastic because like yeah. Metalocalypse is legitimately amazing metal. Yeah. yeah. In general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then on top of that, the show killed me. It was so yeah, funny. So funny. And to so see them on that's tour where with I Baby fell Metal. Off. Oh. I might need to revisit it because clearly I, I need to I need to go back and check this stuff out because uh, I I just didn't I don't know what's wrong. It just with me. didn't hit right, Something. and that's okay. Didn't hit. Yeah, hit no, that's fine. fine for me at the time. Uh, but I can give it another try. Sure, why not? Maybe we'll do it. Well, we can't really do it until as soon as it's a no. classic TV show yeah. show. Then it's Let me old. just I mean, start another podcast. It's fine. Let's, Let's do, another just do another one. Just tag it on. These are the days. Met podcasters before. These are the days. Can we talk about TV right now? <laughs> we just talk about now TV. Oh, that's good. Um, speaking of what's coming up these days, we've got a poll for our next uh, category coming up because. We're ending Hanna-Barbera next week with Amy, who I'll let mm-hmm. tell you what we're going to watch mm-hmm. next week. Uh, but for now, let's go ahead and talk about what we're pitching for the next month of shows. So I'm going to go ahead and say I would like cop shows to be an option. Uh, Amy, how about you? I, I picked power couples. Power awesome. couples. 
All right, so that's like your your that could be your Rowan it could be an Martin actual Jr. yeah your it could be Rowan and Martin it could be I mean we've covered a few of them already we covered, right we yeah. did Laverne and Shirley but it could be you know Cagney and Lacey it could mm-hmm. be you know anything that any it, it's pretty open yeah yeah but a yeah, duo every show has at least two people the odd yeah, couple yeah, yeah. Uh, right the whole deal yeah cool awesome and Travis how about you uh, I'm going with science fiction. It's a broad oh. topic, but uh, just some good old classic sci-fi of some sort or another. I'm looking forward to that. That could be fun. And Adi, what are you going with? I'm throwing out political one more time. Let's see if we can do this, people. <laughs> political show. Me and Adi are sticking with cop shows and political shows. We're counting on you to make one of those happen because we <laughs> yeah. believe in it. And it's funny because I don't even have a cop show picked out yet. I just think that would be a fun category. <laughs> <laughs> you would think Steven must have one in his pocket for that. No, I don't. I don't, but I think it'd be cool. Um, okay, so cool. The vote, the voting is out on Twitter. You can go over to Those Were the D- Those Days Show on Twitter, and there's mm-hmm. a poll uh, if you can read the Twitter. I don't know what's going on, but it if you can get there, it seems good. Bad. Okay, it's back. Nobody breathes too hard. It's fine. Yeah, don't, don't <laughs> breathe on it. Uh, shouldn't have fired all those engineers. Mm. Go hit the buttons uh, to tell what you want us to do. And we will do that uh, for you. If you want to write in, you can also do that at those for the days show at gmail.com. We'll take your votes that way as well. You know, call our phones. I don't know how you guys <laughs> communicate. Just find us. We're two dorks we're Discord. Find. Come us there. Yeah. Yes. Discord. Two dorks.net slash Discord. You can jump in there and tell us what you want us to watch too. That'd be great. Uh, and then, so next week, Amy, you are closing uh-huh. off Hanna Barbera. What are yeah. we watching? All right. So I. By by far the most, the Hanna Barbera cartoon that I have the most connection with that I watched the most was probably Flintstones, but we already did that. So I am picking my number two Hanna Barbera cartoon. We're gonna do the Smurfs. Ooh. Oh snap! Nice. Yes, please. Yeah. So we're gonna do the Smurfs. Um, I have picked the episode numbering on these is of course super shady, so it's fine. This is as it is listed on uh, your HBO app uh so to season one episode 35 smurf colored glasses oh it is awkward and uncomfortable i am very excited (laughs) (laughs) oh that sounds so good all right you heard it here you're gonna and that's on max yeah on the all right cool so if you got the max you've got the smurfs so go watch smurf colored glasses the of course the episode as always will be in the show notes for you to reference, should you not want to rewind 30 seconds to see what you just <laughs> said, uh, it's there. And with that, uh, I think that's it for us. You guys have yourselves a wonderful week. Uh, for myself, Amy, Travis, and Adi, we will see you next time on Those Were the Days. <laughs> <laughs>